Alleluia, Christ is risen. Good morning and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Bibb and we gather with great joy on this day as it is the day of day and the feast of feasts, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have great joy in receiving the Lord's body and blood this day and so then I'll direct any visitors that we may have uh, with us. First of all, welcome. And then secondly, I'll direct you to our communion practice section there inside the cover of our bulletin uh, where there's a brief summary of our closed communion practice, which is a biblical and loving uh, Christian practice where... Uh, we acknowledge that our Lord calls us to be united in doctrine as we come before uh, him to receive his body and blood, not just in what we believe concerning his supper, but indeed the whole of the Christian faith. And so therefore we ask that all those joining us at the altar this day be members either of this congregation or of a sister congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. And then I'll now direct your attention to the back uh, of the bulletin or out of the inside of the back cover of the bulletin where we have our Focused on Christ section, a summary of our readings for this great and glorious day. Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. By the shed blood of Christ, the lamb of God, eternal death has passed over us. Now we pass with Christ through death into life everlasting. For Christ, the crucified one, is risen. The stone has been rolled away from the tomb, revealing that the tomb could not hold him. Now our Redeemer lives eternally to save us from sin and Satan and the grave, and we can live in the sure hope of our own bodily resurrection with Christ. After my skin has thus been destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God, Job writes. Feasting on the living Christ, who is our meat and our drink indeed, we boldly say, O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Our service this day is Divine Service Setting 3 as it begins on page 184. And the first hymn will be a processional hymn. So in just a moment, I'll ask you to rise for the processional cross. Let us pray. Almighty God and Father, through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, you have overcome death and opened the gate of everlasting life to us. Grant that we who celebrate with joy the day of our Lord's resurrection may be raised from the death of sin by your life-giving Spirit. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the resurrection of our Lord is from Job chapter 19. Oh, that my words were written. Oh, that they were inscribed in a book. Oh, that with an iron pen and lead they were engraved in the rock forever. For I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has thus been destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold, and not another. My heart faints within me. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? Cleanse out the old leaven that you may be a new lump, as you are really, as you really are unleavened. For Christ our Passover lamb has been sacrificed. Let us therefore celebrate the festival, not with the old leaven, the leaven of malice and evil, 
but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 16th chapter. Sabbath was past, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Salome brought spices, so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. And they went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our sermon text is from the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 16, verses 1 and 2. When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, the mother of Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. Well, there's no other way to say it. Without the resurrection of Christ, there is no Christian faith. And it is this celebration which is the fount and source of our joy throughout the rest of the church year, indeed throughout the whole of our entire lives. On Easter Sunday, we begin a 50-day season of celebration that continues right on through until Pentecost. But today is the Day of Days. The Feast of Feasts, a great gushing fountain from which the water of life flows to each and every Lord's Day through the rest of the year. In fact, beginning with this day, every Sunday is a little taste of Easter. But what exactly do we celebrate today? It's hard for us gathered here to believe that there are so many in this world who do not know, and therefore do not possess the joy this day brings. What we celebrate is nothing other than what the angel of God told the women in the Easter Gospel. You seek Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. As short and simple as it was, that was the first Easter sermon. Nonetheless, it is absolutely full of joy. As the Church of Christ has delighted and rejoiced in those words ever since. Therefore, on this day, let us dig into the fullness of that joy. The first thing that we hear is that Christ crucified has been raised and is no longer dead. Now, when others were raised from death, like Lazarus or the daughter of Jairus or the son of the widow of Nain, they were raised with bodies that would one day die again. 
They would return to their graves. But when Jesus was raised on Easter, it was not just that his body came back to life as it was before. This was entirely different. His body, in being raised, it was changed. And it was glorified. It was raised imperishable. So also we confess that Christ is raised as the first fruits. St. Paul writes, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. What this means is that the raising of Christ's body was only the beginning of a great harvest. Jesus will also raise all of his saints with imperishable bodies just like his. Again, St. Paul writes, We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. The truth was also that this joy filled the apostles and the early church. They knew that Christ Jesus, the crucified one, by atoning for the sins of the world, had also then destroyed death. Moreover, this was not just for himself, but for all people. They knew this conquering of death was Christ's gift of love to all the baptized, to all who cling in faith to the forgiving power of his death and resurrection. Now, the second thing that is notable that we hear is that the angel invited the women to see where they have laid him. They were invited to look into the tomb and think about what the absence of Jesus' body truly meant. You see, that reality contains the promise that our own tombs, that is, our own graves, are just temporary places of rest for our bodies. Places that are made holy by Jesus' burial. For on that great and glorious last day, the day foretold by Job all those centuries ago, is when the world's Redeemer will stand at last upon the earth, and he will awaken the dead. And then we shall see with our own eyes him whom we have longed to see. We will see our Lord Jesus in whom we have believed. And then the third thing is that the angel told them, go. Tell his disciples and Peter that he's going before you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. The angel, you see, he sent the women out on a mercy mission. And that mission was to announce the resurrection of Jesus to those who were still grieving his death and the apparent destruction of all their hopes which were in him. However, most of all, with the specific mentioning of Peter, they are sent to deliver a joyful message to a man and to men who are still grieving their own sins and failures, even the denial and abandonment of their Lord. You see, it is Peter's words which stick out most clearly. If you remember, he said, Even if all deny you, yet I will not deny you. Words that then sounded so bold and brave are now utterly bitter. Peter failed his Lord so deeply Three times he was confronted, and Peter swore that he did not even know his Lord Jesus. Dear saints, it's easy to judge him, but turn the mirror of the law upon yourself. What about you? Have you ever failed Christ? Have you denied him by your words or actions? Have you found yourself like Peter with tears of sorrow and regret in your eyes over your sins and your failures? If so, then this day brings to you the best possible news. Today, this message is for you 
It is to call you to his side, to Christ himself. For Jesus announces to you who have failed and denied your Lord that he longs for you. To forgive you, to restore you, to comfort and console you, to welcome you. But where? Well, in the text we read in Galilee, as he has told you, that was a reminder to Peter and the others that they would soon see Jesus in all too familiar surroundings. But it begs the question, what about you and me? I mean, if we were to run to Galilee, we would find interesting history, but ultimately only memories. For us, Jesus has appointed another place, something that is so much better than mere memories. You see, your risen Lord comes to you in his word proclaimed to you. He is not by the Sea of Tiberias, but he is in the water of holy baptism for you. For us, he is not at the breakfast prepared for the disciples by the seaside, but rather at the table that he has prepared for you here, as he comes to you in and under bread and wine for the forgiveness of your sins, to deliver to you the salvation which he accomplished on the cross and in his empty tomb. He gives you all things, as he has done all things well. You see, Jesus is not in some idyllic holy land hillside, but rather in the midst of his church as he comes to us in his chosen, ordained means. The risen Christ comes to you, here, today. The same Christ who hung on the cross of Calvary, who was pierced, bled, and died for your sin, he is here. The same Christ who took on flesh and was born of the Virgin Mary, born under the law to redeem lawless sinners, he is here. The same Jesus Christ who overcame death and Satan and promises resurrection to you, he is here. He calls to you to come and listen to him, to believe in him, and to receive from his hands all the blessings which come from his cross and his empty tomb. The victory he has won for you, for he gives to you the forgiveness of your sins and a good conscience before God, your heavenly father. Even the guarantee of the resurrection of your body to everlasting life. Now we know that at first the women went out and they said nothing to anyone because they were still trembling with fear and astonishment. But later, faith and the certainty of what they had witnessed won the day and it drove away their fear. From the other gospels, we know that they spoke. We know that they confessed. And so the church has gone on speaking and confessing, carrying into this dark world the same message, this fount of eternal light and eternal joy. Today this message is ours to hold in our hearts. It is ours to hold out to one another in our confession of faith and to humbly and yet joyfully confess to the world. The resurrection of Christ is everything. Therefore the words at the heart of the Christian faith are these. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Alleluia. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The peace of God, which surpasses understanding, watch and guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our risen Lord. Amen. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For a holy fear at the glorious resurrection of Jesus Christ, that we would tremble no longer before the grave, but rejoice and live in the truth of his power to save, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For Matthew, our synod president, Lee, our district president, and for all our pastors, 
that God would keep them faithful to deliver his people the apostolic gospel of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Let us pray to the Lord. For the church, that by God's Spirit we would hold fast to the word preached to us, and receiving it with joy, take our stand in it and be saved by it, and that God would hinder all who would sow doubt into our hearts, granting us courage to confess its truth in our life and conversation. Let us pray to the Lord. For Joseph, our president, and all who make and administer our laws, that God would frustrate the forces of evil and not let our leaders cooperate with them or further their goals. And for our armed forces, as they stand watch for us at home and abroad, that they would serve with honor and integrity. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord For the sick and those in any need, especially Ron Lyon, Ron Gibson, Bob Rash, Chuck Lichty, Erlene Lakey, Lisa Rash, and Ted Phillips. That the dawning light of the new creation in Christ would sustain them in faith, and that according to God's will they would be granted renewed health as a foretaste of their eternal healing in Him. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For joy in Christ's great victory feast as He shares it with us from this altar and that he would overcome our sin by his forgiveness and swallow up our death in his life through the eating and drinking of his true body and blood in faith. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who mourn, that the truth of Christ's empty tomb would comfort them, and that in the midst of of their grief they may abide in the hope of his resurrection until the day when God wipes away every tear from their eyes. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We join today in singing eternal alleluias with innumerable angels and festal gathering, with the assembly of the firstborn enrolled in heaven, and with the spirits of the righteous made perfect. And we bring these petitions before you, dear Father, trusting in your mercy, through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Thanks be to God for the gift of music. Well, I'll commend the uh, events of this coming schedule to you. They're there printed in the service bulletin uh, with a special uh, additional announcement that um, my wife and I will be hosting an open house at the Parsonage next Sunday. That'll be following Sunday school and Bible study. Uh, so y'all are invited. Uh, please feel free to stop by. We'd love to host you and uh, have some, uh, some treats and uh, uh, beverage for you there. Uh, upcoming this Thursday is the Orphan Grain Train at 8 o'clock, and I'm told uh, anybody who would like to show up and, and help out, your help would be greatly welcomed. And also confirmation students, please note that we do have a special class this Wednesday. Parents, you are invited as we continue to learn about the uh, uh, Lord's Supper and the duties of an altar guild. And uh, as I said, I'll commend the rest of the announcements to you. God's peace be with you as we depart in resurrection joy, but not quite yet because we have our annual singing of the Hallelujah Chorus.